Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews. Don't let anybody get in your way. Follow your dream. Do it the right way. Be honest about it. Do the right thing when nobody's looking. That's the greatest advice I can give you. Taking you beyond the ropes. The most exciting part about a golf game is the ball curved. Now we live in a world where there's no curve. It's pull or push and bombs away. I believe the complete player of the future is going to know both art and data. Unforgettable stories. Fluff would call me after a practice round, and he would say to me, Peter, this kid Tiger Woods hits shots like I've never seen. This kid is unbelievable. And then Tiger would call like 20 minutes later and say, Peter, you won't believe this. I registered and they gave me a free car to drive. A bridge to the past. Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to be? Well, uh, I suppose it's just that I have made a contribution to the game to help make it a little better. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. What is going on, folks? Welcome to the program. Thursday, the RBC Heritage is underway. Vaughn Taylor leading the way, in fact, three under after four holes played as yet as a two-shot lead over a host of players at one under par, Aaron Baddeley, Matthew DeSmith, Harris English, Patrick Rogers, Harold Varner III, Kyle Stanley, Jason Kokrak, Cameron Smith, Kevin Tway, Sergio Garcia, Sebastian Munoz, and Ian Poulter. Uh, so they're all lead, or they're all one, two shots back of the lead of Vaughn Taylor at the RBC Heritage. The PGA Tour live coverage is on right now. Now you can hear me fumbling, turning it on as I'm telling you about that. But PGA Tour Live is distributed by NBC Sports Gold. What was that, Dom? I said I've, I've had mine on for an hour, Matt. <laughs> Have you I'm really? not even listening to you. I'm just watching golf. <laughs> That's well. There you go. I guess it's better than playing video games while, while we're on the air or, or chewing the granola and bananas. Which is As long as I'm not producing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the world is right. So, uh, PGA Tour Live is on right now. They will be on at the same time tomorrow. They start at 7.30 a.m. All these times are Eastern. Featured hold coverage starts today at 3 p.m. Coverage on Golf Channel, we have it at 3 p.m. Eastern time this afternoon. Same time tomorrow on Saturday and Sunday. It is split between us and CBS. 1 p.m. on Golf Channel, 3 p.m. on CBS. So, 1 p.m. on Golf Channel, 3 p.m. on CBS on Sunday as well. PGA Tour Radio comes on the air today at noon Eastern Time. That can be heard on the PGA Tour app and PGATour.com, both of those locations for free. And if you pay for the satellite service in North America, Sirius XM, you can hear it there as well. Again, from noon time today, covering the event for Golf Channel this week is the best in the business. Absolute delighted to have Lisa Cornwell back on the show. How are you, Lisa? Matt, I'm the one who's delighted, I have to say, at least Dom's honest. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That is very true. I give him him kudos for that. You've hosted this show in the past for me. Has Dom ever chewed, eaten granola and bananas in your ear or or yogurt or anything like that? He does it all the time. He didn't do it to me, no. I think it, no. Hmm. I was on my best behavior, Matt. (laughs) Yeah, that is a a joy that she has been denied. There's no doubt about that. Lisa, I saw your report last night in Golf Central. And you were talking about Harbortown playing differently in the height of summer here than it would in the spring, and, and in particular, speaking to the grain. What are your thoughts, again, if I may ask you to, to reiterate, your thoughts overall about how this golf course will differ? Well, it was one of the first things that I wanted to, to really talk to the players about when I got here because it's so different. And look at my golf course. We just punched the greens a couple weeks ago, and you can tell that they've done it here recently. I would say maybe three. You can still – still see the inditions mm-hmm. on the greens just when you're looking at them. But, I mean, you know, this Bermuda can just be absolutely nasty. But on a lot of these golf courses, they'll, they'll overseed them with rye in the fall, and they'll get them nice and plush and green, and it kind of looks like more of a northern-style golf course. Well, usually when I'm here in April, that's also what I've played it. I've never played this golf course in the heat of the summer, but it, it is in those conditions. You can still feel the effects and see the effects of the overseed, well, this time of year, that overseed's gone, and it's just Bermuda. And it's different with players listening to them talk about it. It was really interesting. You know, Webb Simpson 
he's a guy who loves it. He loves just pure Bermuda. And so he was talking about how the greens, he thinks, will run truer. So he was really speaking of it in a more positive aspect. But most of the players were talking about the surrounding areas just off the greens. And as you know, that happens a lot out here. These are really tiny targets. And so getting the ball up and down is tricky enough. But when you lose that overseed and you kind of lose that, lose that plushness, the golf ball will collapse down in the grass. Same in the rough. Oof. So I think that that's really the more intriguing part to watch is perhaps, you know, forget the wins out there, but just it play more difficult for those facts. And then the big question of what happens when it settles down into that Brillo pad. Will it come out as a flyer? Will it come out as a dud? Uh, Rory McIlroy uh, parred his first hole of the day. He has a birdie opportunity coming up at his second hole, the par 4 11th. He just stuck it to about six feet, and we'll report on the same when he has the opportunity of the birdie putt before him. Lisa Cornwell is our guest. She's reporting this week for Golf Central and for Golf Channel. Uh, Lisa, will you be doing the interviews during the live coverage as well? I will, but it will be different. Everything this week so far has really been different, although it hasn't been difficult. I kind of thought that it would be difficult. We've just been sort of at a distance. You know, usually you can go up on the greens, you can go out out to the range and talk to the players, or I like to really talk to the caddies. Even more so, but you can't do that right now. And for good reason. I mean, the PGA Tour is doing an exceptional job with how they're handling these safety protocols. And they're doing that with the media because we haven't been tested. And so it's kind of like we, we call it their bubble. Anybody within their bubble has a certain wristband that you're allowed to go to points that we're used to going that we can't right now. And even the interviews that we've done with the players, they've all been from a distance. So, yes, I will do interviews, but it's in – Normal. It's in an area where I'm off, and there's a boom mic, and they'll come up to it. It's more like kind of a scrum. You'll hear my voice, but you won't see me because I won't be close to the players. But at least we still get to operate in some sort of normal fashion. So yeah, at least. The only and, person and... who will miss me being on TV is my mom. So. No, we all we, we're we're happy that you're going to be there in whatever form, even if it's just uh, hearing your voice with the players. But as I was mentioning, I have PGA Tour live on right now as we're on the air, and one of the monitors here in the studio, and I love it. I, I can I can watch live golf at this hour of the morning. As you just heard me mention, Rory's got a birdie putt coming up, which will I'll let you guys know what happens in just a moment. So it is absolutely fantastic that we have this opportunity to. It, once again, digest and enjoy the game. Now, Lisa, last week, all the talk about Bryson DeChambeau, I get that he's a big part of the story with the weight gain and, and the distance and, and all the rest. So we have Colonial where it flows and it ebbs and you hit the spot and you work the golf ball and all the rest, or seemingly Bryson, who just blasted it over all of these concerns with great power. So Rory's lining up that birdie putt as we speak right now. Second hole of the day, the par four 11th for Rory his drive went left and so Dom reports to me that this shot that he nestled to it's longer than what I thought here Dom it looks like it's about nine feet is actually for par for Rory so opportunity turns into trying to avoid adversity here on his second hole of the day this is on PGA Tour Live which you can get through distribution of NBC Sports Gold through 2020 Rory settling in behind this one. His spider X putter sends forth the ball, and it dives below the, below the hole, kind of illustrating what Lisa Cornwell's talking to us about with these grainy Bermuda greens. Rory literally scratched his head as he looked at that because it was dead on the center of the hole to about six or eight inches away and dove to the left like it went off a diving board. He's looking back, Riley, at the hole right now with a smile on his face going, what the heck happened there? So he got bit by that one. One over for Rory McIlroy. As a result, so Lisa, my question is that with the way that that Bryson played Colonial, and is it possible? And I know a lot of players are going to look at something like that and go, "Okay, then let's just blast fire away, fire all cannons." Is it even possible to do that at Harbor Town? No, it, it is not possible. I mean, there may be there may be points where you can pick point A to point B, but this really, I mean, this is is probably one of Pete Dye's finest golf courses for that very reason. I mean, you can figure out ways to, to do things like you mentioned at Colonial, even for Bryson and blow it over certain trees if you're willing to take on that risk. But you can't do that here. And 
the, some of the points that I find so intriguing, look, I know he's hitting the golf ball straight, but when you're swinging at that fast and you have 190-mile-an-hour ball speed, any little wayward motion is going to be magnified even greater versus 160, 170 ball speed. Just the fact that he's going to hit driver off of one and where they're predicting his landing area is, it bottlenecks. You're talking about 15 yards maybe at most. <laughs> it's <laughs> it, Look, it's fun to watch, and, and, and I like it. I think that it's something different. We all like something different in the game, and Bryson certainly gives us that. He is well-studied, well-researched. He doesn't do all these things just off the fly. You know, he has numbers to – so you have to think that he will pick his spots here at this golf course because you have to. I can report that Brooks Kepka just made a 30-foot birdie putt on his second hole of the day, so he is now in red numbers at one under par. So how much are you looking forward to the players then – process that they have to go through with thinking or if you please even artistry on this golf course because of the way that you have to work the golf course because of the way there's even limbs that depending on your angle that will get in your way as you're trying to approach the green i love it i love this kind of golf i wish that we saw more of it i mean i know we don't need to have it week in and week out but you know it's just the beauty of it and sometimes we appreciate things in certain players that maybe we don't on other golf courses like dustin johnson's a really good example he played beautifully here last year to open he fell off on the weekend but you know Dustin's a big hitter but he dialed it down and his wedge play was superb his putting was superb and so the big hitters can still win here like the Davis love but it's just like he told me yesterday it's having a good caddy and saying no you can't hit drivers here you can't even hit three wood here we're going one iron or driving iron or three iron whatever's in the bag but it's picking your spots because you have to Oh, I love it. Absolutely love it. Lisa Cornwell is our guest. She will be the reporter this week for Golf Channel, reporting live from Harbortown and the RBC Heritage, which is underway right now. Vaughn Taylor leads the way at three under par. Cameron Smith, one shot behind at two under at this delicate hour. Lisa, I have to say, where you're set up and doing your hits for Golf Central, I love the look. I don't know if you get a chance to see the framing of where you are when like, you're set up there and the, if the cameraman shows it to you or whatever, but... It looks like you're you're in St. Andrews or something. The way you guys like have is that the piece of the clubhouse that's behind you? It is. We're actually on the uh, the balcony of the clubhouse because that's where the media center is. It's usually on the tennis courts, but everything's been moved, so that side of the clubhouse isn't occupied. And we just have a nice little perch um, really overlooking nice. the green, the practice green, which has been great to be able to watch the guys just grind on the putting green. I mean, if you can't go out to the range, you might as well have this spot. It's been perfect. Yeah, it really is perfect. I can report to Daniel Berger, last week's winner, uh, just made a birdie at his second hole of the day. He is now one under par in two shots off the pace. So, And keep in uh, mind, Lisa, I played well here last year, too, to start. Be I, I like him. I, I actually picked him on morning, morning drive to win, you know. So, right, I was like, give me dark ones. I said, I love Daniel Berger. And oh. Jaime mocked me on the air, Lisa Cornwell, if you can believe that. He mocked me on the air and said, wow. he said, well, that idea is what is he thinking? I agree with you. <laughs> that. I, this is a great golf course for Berger. This is great. I mean, well, let me give you, let me give you my long shot for this week, Lisa, Let's see what you think. I want to get yours too. My long shot for this week at the RBC heritage of Harbor town is Joel Damon. Okay. I, I Answered mean, by a chorus of crickets. Well, I mean, look, Joel Davis one of those players who can surprise us. Um, I don't know his game well enough to, to comment in terms of style of play, um, but he certainly has the right attitude for this, you know. I mean, I remember talking to him some last year when he was in the lead. I believe it was at Wells Fargo. And um, mentally, this golf course, and I think that's what kind of got to DJ last year, but you just it's patience, patience, patience in a different way yeah. from a from a major. You know, we talk about patience on these major championship venues. This is patience of a different kind. And Joel Damon doesn't really seem to to let things bother him. I don't know what your reasoning. I'm sure it was more analytical in terms of stats. And I, I just don't know his game well enough. Well, what, who would be your dark horse then, Lisa Cornwell? At this point, and play is underway. And I'm asking this question. You know, my prognosis the bookie would never take this. Kills. 
my prognostication skills are not really good. I would have to, I would have to think about that. I mean, you can't really say that like a Jim Furyk or a Webb Simpson is a dark horse. You kind of so, almost said Davis Love the Third. You you intimated. No, no. I mean, Davis will play well. I don't think Davis will. Um, he wouldn't be my dark horse this week. I, I guess don't Daniel cast him away that hard since he just won, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, we're very excited about everything that that's ahead here, and and to think. You know, I'm curious what your thought is about this. We had an amazing field last week. Everybody's raring to go and burst out of the gates. We have an amazing field this week. We're able to watch and enjoy golf again, uh, and everybody's thirsting for live sports. The, the uh, Premier League started again yesterday as well, them, them with no fans. What are your thoughts overall about the, the, the fact that you have the pleasure of being a part of this the second weekend as we're back? It's great. I mean, look, this time, even a month ago, I doubted whether this would happen. And still, as these spikes are happening outside, and, and look, spikes are happening here in South Carolina. They're happen, happening in Florida, but they're taking all the necessary precautions to do the right thing and to keep these these players and, and, the, and the people around them safe. And that's the most important thing. And I'm just excited. I mean, as we, a lot of thought. It's like I was talking to somebody from the PGA Tour yesterday. We don't realize the thought process and the meetings and the the number of calls and, and advice and counsel that they've gotten to pull this off. There have been a lot of working hours to make this happen, and they have they have checked every corner. They have done everything, even the media center. It's like we're in elementary school again, only with bigger desks and farther apart, but we all have our own little desks, and they're about 10 feet apart. And so every, every process to think about has been well thought out, and here we are. I'm, look, I'm pleasantly surprised. I, I did not think that we would be doing this. Well, we are delighted that you are there on behalf of Golf Channel, and we get to hear you all week reporting on everything that's going on at the RBC Heritage. Equally as delighted that you would take a few moments and spend with us on this Thursday morning, Lisa Cornwell. It is always a pleasure, and we wish you great fun out there. Be safe out there. And once again, overall, for everything, thank you. You're the best, Manny. Thank you. Miss you, bud. Same way. Feel the same way, Lisa Cornwell. So, still coming up in the Fairways Live Show this morning, you're going to hear from Rory McIlroy. You're going to hear from Dustin Johnson, Davis Love the Third, uh, Daniel Berger, a cut from him as well. BenHoganGolf.com. Log on today and see all of the fantastic options that you have on there. Whatever part of your game that you're trying to fill, give BenHoganGolf.com a look and see if it fits what you're looking for. If what you're looking for is the latest technology in the game in beautifully micromanufactured artisan craftsmanship with the name Ben Hogan on it and saving a 40%, 50% retail markup because they don't go through traditional retails. It's a direct relationship between you and them. If that combination sounds like it works for you, log on to BenHoganGolf.com. Dot com today and don't forget about our friends at french lick fully operative now frenchlick.com they're taking all the safety precautions that are necessary to allow you to have the experience at the resort that you want to have do you want to go to the casino do you want to play the great pete die course or the donald ross golf course any of and all of the amenities that you can take advantage of and their multiple accommodation options their multiple restaurants from the highest of the high to the most humble pizza while you're watching perhaps your family bowl in their bowling alley they have it all frenchlick.com if you'd like to join us there in october log on to fairwaysoflife.com slash french lick for more details when we come back more of the fairways of life show will you hear from some of those big names that i just mentioned i can tell you patrick reed on the 13th holes is a par four this is his fourth hole of the day. Par four measures 376 yards. You hear that? No, nah, it's not so bad. Iron off the tee, but it hit and released from right to left. So he's blocked out by a tree that juts out into the fairway. He's got to hit this thing to, to channel my friends from New England a wicked hook. So he's trying to work this one around. He does. He catches a green, spins it back towards all absolutely brilliant golf shot. Rolling towards a cup right now. He has it to about 10 feet. PGA Tour Live is on right now, distributed by NBC Sports Gold. Back with more after this. 
It's likely that the world's greatest Lynx golf courses will be the reason you will want to plan a trip to Ireland. And with over 400 courses to choose from, you're sure to find whatever you seek. But Ireland is about even more than great golf. In this ancient land, the past works hand in hand with the present, from cultural sites to castle ruins. Stay in a country B&B or a luxury hotel and spa. Enjoy inspiring local culinary choices pint and music at a cosy pub but most of all enjoy the warmth and hospitality of the Irish people who will make you feel that you haven't travelled from home but have returned to it. Visit Ireland.com to get started. Come to where history meets luxury at the family friendly French Lick Springs Hotel where there's something for everyone from kids fest to shopping, bowling, golf and other outdoor activities or at the West Baden Springs Hotel you can wrap yourself in old world elegance Visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. At FootJoy, they know the swing starts from the ground up, so you can take on those uphill, downhill, and sidehill lies. That's why FJ provides footwear that you need for superior traction and stability on every shot. Whether it's the all-new Pro SL, the hottest shoe on tour, or the max performance of the all-new Tour X, the all-around comfort and performance of FJ Fury, FJ offers a shoe for every player because finding the right shoe for your game matters. Shop now at FootJoy.com. Tour Edge continues their meteoric rise in 2020. Over 90 different tour pros have put Tour Edge into their bag, including staffers Scott McCarron, Tom Lehman, Tim Petrovic, and Duffy Waldorf. Tour Edge makes clubs for every player type, and they set themselves apart with their unprecedented 48-hour delivery on custom-fit orders and by offering a lifetime warranty and by building their clubs in the good old US of A. Visit TourEdge.com to learn more about their new clubs for 2020. Tour Edge, pound for pound, nothing comes close. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoyneGolf.com and take in all the splendor that is a golf experience unlike any other. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tea times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. Welcome back. Fairways of Life show on this Thursday. Play is underway at the RBC Heritage. Just watched uh, Rory hit a really good birdie putt in the next hole, but it curled to the left. Of the hole and just, it not even he didn't miss it by I can't even tell you it was a half an inch it was that close but it didn't drop nonetheless so he stays at one over par Ricky Fowler did birdie his third hole of the day these guys are all playing the back nine that I'm talking about so he's one under Dom what's going on with Corn Ferry Tour you got an update for us in that leaderboard because that's got to be active too uh, it is it sure is Matt we got four people tied at the top right now at nine under par and half of them are on the golf course Davis Riley is uh, three under through five today Will Zalatoris is two under through four he's also nine under. Uh, Brett Coletta and Vince India have uh, not teed off yet. Wait, we got a new one in the mix. Chris Kirk just made a birdie at the sixth hole, and he is also now nine under. So that's five tied atop the leaderboard. And our friend Chris Baker is in the field playing well. He just started his round. He is five under par right now, uh, about four Ooh. shots back to be. But I think he's only two two holes in right now, so he just started. Excellent, Chris Baker. Did he? Uh, did you buy that thing when the other day I was I was talking to him about how do you come out of the the pandemic, did you, did you come out losing weight, staying the same, or gaining weight? And my theory is 99% of people came out gaining weight. And he was like, no, no. Do you remember he said, he was like, no, I cut the grass or something. <laughs> I didn't buy it. No, do you want me to share what he told me afterwards? <laughs> well, what did he tell you? I'm a jerk. So he told me some stuff uh, afterwards. He sent me some text messages. I didn't send him anything. He just sent me a message. He was obviously ruminating on the stuff that you said to him, and he was like, I'm oh, not no. fat. There's no way I'm fat. So he, he pulled out a scale, and he's fat. 
<laughs> what? So he sent me a note. I'll read it to you. So this is a quote from Chris Baker. He said, so, LOL, I weighed myself. This is, you know, seven hours after the interview we conducted with him. The correct answer was that I gained. I think I told Matt that I was 178. Ha ha. Bryson, here I, I think come. think he did tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> Bryson, here I come, he said. Oh, I pu- no. I had to pull out a scale and put batteries in it. That's a lot, by the way, that he like searched for a scale and then got <laughs> batteries for it. He's like, you know what? I'm get- I'm going to weigh myself. That's what I'm doing right now. 188.8. <laughs> Come on. You're off by 10 pounds. Like, that's a lot, right? That's a lot. And then the conversation continued and was, continu- you know, it was also hilarious. It continued and continued. And me and him just went back and forth. And he is, he's decided, I think he told me, he's putting the Cobra Driver in play this week. Which he was he's talking, he was kind of wishy-washy he's, he's with it. The, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's fully adopting the Bryson approach with all of this. He sure is. I like it. We got to come back and play uh, Thornton Mellon's Tall and Fat for him, in honor for him. Ooh, do you look at a menu and say, okay? Vaughn Taylor is leading the way at the RBC Heritage. He's three under after five holes as yet. Harris English only, well, he, I was going to tell you he was one shot behind, but now he's two shots behind. He's 200 through seven. This is an active leaderboard, folks. So he is tied for second as a result of dropping that shot alongside of Matthew Smith, Siwoo Kim. Luke Donald is two under par. be great to see Luke Donald contend again, He's he, especially on this golf course for a ball striker like he is. Those at one under par currently tied for sixth. Luke List, Harold Varner III, Cameron Smith, Daniel Berger, Sebastian Munoz, Ian Poulter, Brooks Kepka, Andrew Putnam. Patrick Reed has a par-saving putt, which he makes on the 13th hole. He remains at level par. PGA Tour Live is on the air right now. Ricky Fowler, as I mentioned, one under. Jim Herman, one under. Joaquin Neiman is one under. Colin Morikawa, he just uh, birdied the first hole he played, the 10th hole. He's one under par. Stuart Sink is one under with a birdie at his first hole as well. Okay, Brooks Kepka at that same 13th hole. This putt for bogey from about 10 feet, and he made it. Wow. That was kind of keep the round going. And then as Brooks made that putt, Don, the camera panned. Now that takes him to back to level par. The camera panned, and behind Brooks Kepka was a huge graphic on one of those digital display screens that said inclement weather warning. Inclement weather is on the way. And then it said something like act accordingly or, or you know, make, make uh, whatever escape plan you need to. I don't know what it said after that. I just thought it was distinctive that weather is on the way, which is interesting because I checked the weather earlier this morning. It was a, it looked like a relatively low chance of them getting anything, but that's the, the case when you're along to sea and something seems to be coming in. And uh, so, so we'll keep a close eye on this right now. If the weather impacts what's going on there, uh, Dustin Johnson spoke to this golf course, how unique this golf course is. Uh, and the the idiosyncrasies of Harbortown that we were talking with Lisa Cornwell of Golf Channel about earlier. Here's what DJ had to say. Uh, well, I think it's a, it's a great golf course. You know, you got to do everything really well around here. It's real small greens. You know, the fairways are are just really narrow. You got to, you know, and and on a lot of holes, you got to hit it in the you know right or left side of the fairway just to have a shot um, at the green. So, you know, driving's a big part, but you got to hit, you know. Irons off the tee, three woods, you know, drivers, it, you know, it all depends. And then the par threes are, are pretty tough. So, you know, it's just a good all-around golf course. It's going to play different now that we're playing it in the summer and not in, you know, in April. You know, so, but, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, the golf course obviously haven't, hasn't changed, just the grass has. And so it'll play a little different, but it's still going to play difficult. Dustin Johnson talking about the golf course and, and Dom we're, we're on PGA tour live. We're watching a shot from Rory that, that ended up just over the green in his fourth hole of the day, the 13th, he's one over par. And I think, I think Dom's coverage is slightly ahead of mine. I mean, that's really the only reason we do this show, Matt, is to see which one of us has as faster on PGA tour. Live. <laughs> I know. And normally mine, mine is ahead of yours, but I think yours is ahead of mine today. Uh, yes. Right now I'm looking at Ricky Fowler. And they're playing a, a chunk from his press conference a few days ago. Is he ago, taking which, off his glove? Which, by is the he way, putting his glove in his po- almost putting his glove in his pocket right now. 
gloves. Yeah, no, it's uh, he's already put it in his pocket. I'm ahead of you. You can see that press conference that they're playing a clip of. You can listen to the whole thing right now on, on our Fairways of Life platform. We put all the pressers. Yesterday, you know, Dustin Johnson, you just heard a clip right there. His whole press conference is available. You can listen to every word he had to say. Davis Love the third, Daniel Berger, everybody. Smooth transition, but you still tried to change the subject that you had. I'm going to have to get this house rewired. So you can hear all those press conferences on fairwaysoflife.com. You can hear it on our Fairways of Life app, which is free and available all over the world. Yeah, you're way ahead of me. He just said Berger now. <laughs> I don't like this at all. Daniel Berger at the par 3, oh 14th God. hole, 158 yards. Hits right, bounces left, settles about two feet away. He is one under par, looking to get it to two under par. And if he is successful with that objective, it will get him within two shots of the current lead that Vaughn Taylor has. All right, so other sound from Harbortown that Don was able to harvest over the last... 24 hours. Remember, Rory McIlroy's uh, best of his press conference, which is always fascinating, still coming up. How about Davis Love the Third? I know Lisa mentioned him. I, I mentioned him at Izzy Dark Horse, and she kind of scoffed. Did she scoff? Is that fair enough? A little bit, yeah. I was like, oh, no. Like, no, no, no. I think no, she wanted to say God, that's a bad no. pick, Matt, but instead she just said nothing. <laughs> she kind of said it with her body language on that one, but Davis Love the Third's had great success there. Can he win again? I don't know. He. he Shared with uh, the press thoughts about the golf tournament, thoughts about maybe a Ryder Cup with fans, without all that kind of stuff. Well, it's just great to be back on the PGA Tour. You know, I, I was not in last week at Colonial, so I got to watch uh, on CBS the start back to golf, and it's been exciting. You know, I've um, been involved in the tour in a lot of different ways, shapes, and forms. So. Um, I knew a little bit from the tournament side with my RSM Classic and from talking to our commissioner and some of our board members, you know, what was going on. So it's just exciting to see back to playing golf, knowing the hard work of everybody at all the tournaments, at, at PGA Tour headquarters, all the volunteers. What a unbelievable accomplishment this is to be in our second week back. So I'm excited to be here, excited to be playing the Heritage again. I missed it last year. Um, my daughter had a, had a baby premature, and I ended up withdrawing last year. So I'm excited to be playing again and um, looking forward to competing. Hey, if I can have you put your Ryder Cup hat on real quick. Either turn as captain, would you have wanted to take a <laughs> No. <laughs> I, I was in the Jack Nicholas category. Let's just take the top 12 <laughs> and be done with it. Um, the picks are the hardest thing for a captain, and it's really not the picks. It's the guys you don't pick, and you have to call them. And I've seen Bubba Watson talk to him three times already this week about this year's Ryder Cup. And, you know, it's, it's still awkward with guys that you didn't pick or that you did pick and felt like they didn't help. And, you know, so it's, it's terrible. Now, we wanted Steve to have 12 because we don't have to do the picking. <laughs> you know, like we don't know what's going to happen between now and the Ryder Cup. Let's get 12. And, you know, we worked our way back to, to six as a reasonable number. Um, you want guys to be able to play and, and earn their spots. But, you know, we really don't know, especially a month or two ago, we didn't know what was going to happen, how many tournaments we were going to get to play, how many majors, you know, are we going to, are we going to not have before the Ryder Cup? You know, you just didn't know what was happening. So... But no, I would, I would not want to be in his shoes. Now, we've spent a lot of time talking about the process, so we're going to help him through it, but um, it's going to be different. Like, everything in this world right now is different. You know, nothing's normal. So um, we're going to help Steve get through it. Hopefully, um, those first three or four are going to be very obvious, and we're back to just picking, you know, the last couple guys. Hmm, Davis Love the third with a little bit of insight. I could tell you Brooks Kepka, yeah, he did have a birdie, but he's also had a bogey. He's at level par, but he's left himself about five feet away. Uh, Dom, I think your observation that you made, I can't remember if you made it in my headset or on the air, they are having trouble hitting these greens out here, and it's early and soft, and they're still having trouble hitting them. Well, I'm not a connoisseur uh, of every golf course on tour, but I'm pretty sure that they're some of the smallest greens they play all year. They're just not big greens. There you go. All right, so Daniel Berger, fresh off his victory last week, 
he spoke about a new coach change for him, Cameron McCormick. If that name sounds familiar, well, it should. He is the coach for Jordan Spieth. Let's hear what Daniel Berger had to say about this change. Yeah, you know, I had gone for, you know, almost a year and a half period where I didn't have a top 10. And, you know, I was just, it was confusing. I didn't understand why I was doing the same things that I had been doing for years, but I wasn't getting the results. And, you know, that's kind of where I, you know, had a talk with my team and figured out that I needed to kind of, you know, seek different advice, uh, you know, hear different opinions on my golf swing, on my golf game. And, and, you know, I had seen a lot of Cameron out on tour. I spoke to Jordan about Cameron and obviously had great things to say. And I just like the approach. He, he's very high energy. He's very matter of fact. And he brought a lot of different techniques that I never was taught when I was younger and, and really improved my short game and my putting. You know, statistically, I wasn't the greatest around the greens and I wasn't the greatest putter. And in the last, you know, eight months that I've, we've been working together, a year that we've been working together, it's been a dr- dramatic improvement in that area. And that's why I feel so confident with my game. I feel like I don't have to hit the ball great to score well because my short game can hold up where in previous years it was like if I didn't putt or, or chip it good, I played bad, you know. And now it's like I don't have to hit it good. I chip and putt it good and still play well. Very interesting stuff from Daniel Berger. Last week's winner, he is at one under par. That is not the case with Brooks Kepka on the 14th hole. Remember, he started on the back nine. He had about four and a half feet to save his par and lipped it out from the top edge. So he is now plus one. Ricky Fowler just hit his tee shot on the same hole. After, after Brooks cleared out, it lands and spins and stops. He's left himself about six feet for another birdie to try to get to two under par two under par if he is successful that would put him two shots behind the current leader of Vaughn Taylor is four under after seven holes as yet when we come back you're going to hear from Rory McIlroy touredge.com wants to hear from you get onto their website and you can see all the product that they have whatever it is that you're looking for hybrid maybe one of their new advanced technology drivers maybe it's a full set maybe it's someone in your life a child a grandchild a spouse or someone that wants to start to play the game take it a little more serious but they haven't got anything where do you start how about a full boxed set everything you need including Golf bag, putter, all of it. It's in the box set. You can get that at Tour Edge as well. And Tour Edge, you never have to mortgage the house, remortgage a house to try to pay for the product that you're buying from them because their idea is to make golf and golf technology and great product available to everybody, and they back it with a lifetime warranty. What more can you ask for? TourEdge.com. You can't ask any more from Bridgestone Golf because they have a V-Fit option on Bridgestone as Rory stands up. At the par 3, 14th hole. One over par as yet to his round starting on the 10th from 158 yards. Shot coming in low and left well away from the hole location on this one. If Rory, and it's all danger on the right side, so I'm not surprised that he stayed safe on the left. But he definitely was either missed that shot or half a club less than what he needed to be to have a reasonable chance at birdie. If he makes birdie there, it's going to be from downtown from Rory. So players, uh, even even amongst the best, as we're watching world number one and world number three in this early coverage on PGA Tour Live, are having trouble managing their way around the golf course as of yet, as Daniel Berger hits his tee shot at the par 5 15th, and it runs through a waste area on the right. But I do believe he's going to have an open shot, at least from the standpoint of a clean layup, for Daniel Berger, I do not know if he'll be able to take it directly at the flag stick or not from there and trying to get home in two because his ball hit that hard pan and, and released quite a ways. Daniel Berger currently uh, in red numbers at the RBC Heritage early, the guy that won last week. Uh, those numbers that I was mentioned to you, just to give you another field update here, four under par for Vaughn Taylor. Daniel Berger, I was just talking about, two under par, wedged between those two numbers. Matthew Nesmith is three under and one shot back. He had been. He lost it. He's back there again. So Vaughn Taylor, uh, four under. Nesmith is three under. Two under par includes alongside of Berger, Harris English, Cameron Smith, Siwoo Kim, and Luke Donald that are all Two under par. At the par 515, same hole that Daniel Berger just played. Brooks Kepka at one over par smashes into his drive. And then he smashes his driver onto the ground in rage as this one is going 
left and hard left. There's some jungle over there, but it hits a tree before it gets to, and it kind of bounces it backwards and a little bit towards the green. So Brooks Kepka was actually lucky there as that one looked like it was heading into the, the netherworld. Ireland.com, when you get a chance, log on to Ireland.com and see all the wonder and the beauty that is Ireland. I want you to, to allow your mind and your heart to go there. Because there's so much, everyone has so much anxiety now about everything that's going on. Why not go to a place where you know that you can find joy? Ireland.com for that. And as I mentioned with Bridgestone, BridgestoneGolf.com is the website for Bridgestone. You can check out their new reactive cover urethane. They said they reinvented the tour ball. I've been doing a lot of studying on it lately because we're doing uh, reports from our new studio on the different equipment. And it is really remarkable. Uh, when we get a chance, remind me sometime, Dom, and I'll explain to people, how can you get a ball that's both long and spinny? Because spinny, somehow there has to be a bite. And how would that not impact the ball on a long shot? You can have both, and I would explain it to I'm happy to explain it to you sometime. But first, we're going to go to break here and come back with Rory McIlroy. Wearing the right golf shoe matters. That's why FootJoy offers more styles of shoes for more types of players than anybody else. So you can get matched with the right golf shoe for your game on FootJoy.com with the FJ Shoe Finder. By answering a few short questions, you can find the shoe that fits your playing style and preference. Whether you walk or ride, prefer cleated or spikeless, ultra-stable or flexible. If you need a narrow or wide or extra wide, FootJoy offers the most styles for the most players and can match you with the golf shoe that's right for you. Does your golf shoe match your game? Find out with the FJ Shoe Finder. Visit footjoy.com slash shoe finder today. I'm Tiger Woods, and I chose Bridgestone. I wanted to be with a company that I knew, and then on top of that, that made superior product. So I did. I came back, and I started playing with the Bridgestone Tour BXS, and it's allowed me to maintain the spin and the feel I like around the greens, especially my short irons, but also have that penetrating flight through the wind. The aerodynamics have been phenomenal. I know the quality that Bridgestone has, R&D, that's available to them, and what they were able to create that helped me win golf tournaments. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with thegolftravelgroup.com. At Ben Hogan Golf, we manufacture some of the finest golf equipment in the world in our small factory in Fort Worth, Texas. That's because we build each club by hand using the same process Mr. Hogan created when he started his company 65 years ago. We call it micromanufacturing, no mass production, and no shortcuts. Visit BenHoganGolf.com to learn more about our tour-quality products and factory direct prices. It's time for you to discover Streamsong, a new kind of resort that takes the everyday ordinary to the absolutely extraordinary. Three internationally acclaimed link-style courses by golf architecture's iconic foursome of Gil Hans, Tom Dope, Bill Kaur, and Ben Crenshaw that provide a golf experience distinguished as unlike any you've ever had before with undulating fairways navigating through wild grasses and deep water ponds and lakes towering sand dunes to find the unexpected experience of playing golf at Streamsong, the ultimate legendary golf destination set apart by the unexpected streamsongresort.com hi there are you a large person pleasantly plump a little on a hefty side perhaps well let's face it are you fat when you go jogging do you leave potholes when you make love do you have to give directions at the zoo, do elephants throw you peanuts? Do you look at a menu and say, okay? Well, now you can eat all you want. Because at Thornton Mellon's Tall and Fat Stores, we've got you covered. That's right, fine woolen. And woolen blend suits and sport coats in all the larger sizes. Husky, stop. 
extra stuff, and the new Hindenburg line. And for you ladies, we have caftans, boo-boos, and our own exclusive A-frame in all colors and patterns. Yes, we have miles and miles of fabric. So take it from me, Thornton Mellon. If you want to look thin, you hang out with fat people. Thornton Mellon's Tall and Fat, 150 locations across America. Did Dom, did you actually say while that was playing, do you have to put new batteries in your scale? <laughs> I did. So I Chris said in Matt's ear, do you need batteries for your scale? <laughs> Chris Baker will never come on again. <laughs> well, it only depends if someone tells him. But you know what? It's his fault because he lied. <laughs> he did. Well, I, I, I called him on it. I told him flat out he lied. You can find the, the interview on uh, the Fairways of Life platform. It's available forever. <laughs> it's available forever. It's, there's, there's record of the fact that he lied and he was caught lying. That's why he said in that tweet or text that he sent back to Dom that uh, he said, oh, I did give the wrong answer. Because when he said it, we were like, eh. Well, give him, give him some credit, right? He, he lied and then he went back and he, he owned it. Send me a message. Instead of like pretending like it never happened and never telling Could anybody have. that he was whatever, he was just like, yeah, you know, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'll tell him. I'll tell him. I guess what? Guess what? I'm a liar and I'm really fat. <laughs> well, he did. I guess. I guess you could say he's not a liar because he came back and told us exactly what was going on. But he had to be shamed into into the truth. That much is is the case. Vaughn Taylor is leading the way. He's four under after seven. Matthew Smith is one shot back. He's three under after eight. Cameron Smith has just joined the party, tied for second at three under. He has played six holes as yet. Rory McIlroy. He is over par. On his round so far today, he spoke to the media in a long interview. You can hear the full press conference again on our Fairways of Life platforms just with and along with everybody else that addressed the media. Rory's always fascinating. There's a lot of heat coming back at him right now. He stands on the par 5 15th right now, about to hit his tee shot. A one over par, plays a nine-degree loft on his driver. And as soon as he hit it, he just, his shoulders just slumped he looks to the left and this one is way off to the right so he's in between the trees on the right dom reports that chris baker just he just made birdie he just made birdie at the uh, fifth hole there um at the king and the bear classic so he's moved up to six under he's tied for 13th right now i think he's listening he must be listening to us like in between six holes or something par nice i'll job, show them he, <laughs> he is a hungry golfer I'll show today, them man. fat <laughs> Oh, for Chris Baker. All right, so I was saying that Rory's getting some heat because in his press conference, he they'd asked about players from Europe not coming over because they had a quarantine, right? And, you know, like Tommy Fleetwood and Lee West were both like, there's not enough time for me to go over there, quarantine, play, come back over here, which they're going to play in the in the UK series that, that Keith Pelley was telling about yesterday. Quarantine when they get back over there, they're losing huge amounts of time in quarantine. And Rory was like, no, nah, this is what you should do. And so that whole European side kind of en masse right now, there's a chorus. that, that I saw one guy, I think it was Jamie Carragher, I think, who said that he suspects that Rory's going to end up having to apologize for what he said. I don't know if it's that extreme. You be the judge. But anyway, here's, here's the best of Rory McIlroy. Yeah, it feels good to be back. Um, yeah, it seems like a lifetime ago that I was here last Um week after my first Masters, 09. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I've watched it a lot on TV over the years, and I, you, know, you sort of know all the, the signature holes, I guess, but there was a few holes, played a few holes yesterday, and there was a couple in the front nine that I didn't really recall, and then I'm going to go out after here and play the back nine, and um, you know, there's a couple on, on that side that I sort of need to get familiar with again, but it's... Um, but yeah, it's good to be back. You know, it's you know, look, everyone's you know, it's a different schedule. I played Colonial for the first time last week, playing here for the first time in eleven years. So, um, but yeah, no, ex- like excited to just be able to play golf tournaments again and and get back at it, and you know, excited for a, a great week. Would you gain thirty to thirty-five pounds to gain twenty miles per hour ball speed? No, um, I actually feel my best when I'm lighter. I was probably. I was probably at my lightest uh, at the start of the season, like sort of that California swing, Torrey Pines. Remember when myself at Torrey on the Sunday morning before going to the final round, I was like 155. 
So I think that's like half a Bryson at the minute. So um, yeah, I, I feel better when I'm lighter. I feel more supple. I feel like I get a little more speed. Um, yeah, I I don't feel great when I gain weight. The roots start obvious because it's been trickier for the Europe-based players for all the logistical reasons that everyone knows. Do you appreciate their play, and what do you think of their losing world golf ranking points as they try to figure out how to navigate this new normal? Yeah, I look for personally. I if 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 if. I were in their shoes and I was asked to come over to the States and shelter in place or quarantine for two weeks before these tournaments, I would have done that because we've got, like, I mean, if you really care about your career and care about, like, moving forward, and you know, like, you should be here, I think. Um, you know, last week was 70 world ranking points for the winner. The week, uh, this week, 74. Um, and I get, you know, you know, there's there's different variables and families and stuff involved. But I mean, we all have the means to rent a very nice house in a gated community in Florida, and you know, you know, it's it's not a hardship for two weeks to come over and quarantine. I mean, it's fine. Like my caddy Harry came over and did it. He stayed in our guest house. Like it was the, the two weeks flew by. So um, yeah, I, I honestly don't understand the 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 guys complaining because there is a solution to it. You can come over here and, and do what needs to be done. Um, obviously, you've been in a position to win um, a few times this year and have had a disappointing Sunday. At what point do you sort of, sort of dismiss, like last Sunday, for example, as just one of those days? And at what point does it become a thing sort of in the back of your head that you're aware of? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that my... Sundays this year have been disappointing. I mean, I've I play, you know, maybe I would say Bay Hill was was a little disappointing, and, and obviously last week, but that was just more down to like I just I played crap. Uh, that was really it. Like it wasn't as if it was anything to do with the position I was in, or I just I got off to a really bad start and got into a rut on the front nine and like hit hit decent shots that ended up in a bunker and a bad lie or whatever, and just sort of. It's one of those things where the momentum just started going the other way. Um, but no, it's like it's fine. I, I played okay last week. It was a good it was a good gauge to see where I was at and what I needed to practice and what I needed to do going into the next few weeks. So um, you know, obviously disappointing not to shoot a good one on Sunday, but uh, you know it was fine. I learned quite a bit from it, and, and hopefully those lessons I can you know I can put into into practice this week. Rory, you've had kind of two weeks now to get used to this new normal at tournament sites. You guys aren't creatures of habit. What's been the one thing that you've had to switch up that's maybe been the most different for you? Honestly, there hasn't been that much. I mean, there hasn't really been anything that um, has been that different. Uh, the I, I sort of like it. I like it's quiet. It's it's <laughs> you can get from A to B and not get stopped twenty times. It's it's sort of like I'm, I like I. We all miss the fans, and the fans make the atmosphere. But at the same time, you know, it's sort of it's sort of nice to be able to just go about your business and um, not have to worry about you know something that should take five minutes. You know, having to give yourself fifteen or twenty minutes to to do just because of you know just getting from A to B, and you know what it's like at tournaments and stuff. So. Um, I haven't really switched up that much. There hasn't been anything that I would say that um, I would change. It's 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 sort of been nice. Just wanted to ask um, about Bryson. You played with him on um, Sunday. What was it like? Did we expect that? Did, did, did you expect to see you know the, that transformation? Was it much different to what you saw from him before? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously at the start of the year he came out and he was a bit bigger and you could see he was getting a bit of speed and stuff and he was hitting it a long way. Uh, but he hit, he hit a couple of drives on Sunday that Harry and I just looked at each other and were like, holy shit, that was unbelievable. Um, he hit one into the wind on 11. I hit a really good one and probably hit it like 315, 320. Um, he must have flew my ball by 40 yards. He hit it about 370, 375 into the wind. It was crazy. It was nuts. It was unbelievable. So, I mean, it's impressive what he's doing. 
it's it's you know there's going to be courses where it works and there's going to be courses where it won't i mean i i can't see him hitting that many drivers this week for example but um look he nearly like he nearly won around colonial but at least the colonial you can always miss it on one side on the of, you know there's not as if i feel like colonial there's not there's maybe only trouble on one side of the hole a lot of times where obviously somewhere like here at hilton head you've got trouble on both sides so there's not really a bailout anywhere where felt like last week you could sort of even though colonial is a traditional golf course there was always one side you could miss it if you wanted to hit driver so um but yeah look it's impressive he's he's big he's you know he's he's sort of gone down a path and he's you know obviously you know very you know he's got a conviction and he's following it and um you know he's always that's what he's done he's he's always thought outside the box and um you know thought a little differently to most people and um you know he's really put his mind at wanting to get longer and and he's definitely done that is there no doubt that he's the longest now to uh i i'd still say cameron champ cameron champ it's it seems with cameron it's a lot more it's smoother speed um it's not quite as much of an effort uh as bryson's putting into it but um but he's getting there Um, nothing, I don't think, um, I don't, there shouldn't be anything different, I guess, um, yeah, no, I mean, I, geez, you're, you're going out there to try to shoot a good score, and, and that's really it, that's what you try to do every day, and some days you play better than others, and, geez, I mean, I remember going into the like everyone kept asking me about Fridays six years ago in 2014 when I had bad Fridays. It's like just it's geez, a few Fridays in a row where I didn't play well. It's not. I don't think it's this thing. Um, so no, I mean I try to get out, go out there every day and shoot the best score I can. And the best score I shot I could shoot on Sunday was 74. And you know hopefully tomorrow I go out and you know try my best and shoot something a bit lower than that. And just each day just try to go out there and and do your best. Does it become more disappointing when the one bad round is on a Sunday? Or because you make the argument if you have that bad round, if you shoot that 74 Friday, then you're not positioned for Sunday, right? Yeah, I mean, not really. I mean, I, like every day is the same. And again, like I've, I keep, I always say winning is, is, there's a lot of randomness to winning golf tournaments. It's not just about, like, there's other things that happen. And like you look at what happened on Sunday, there were so many guys in contention putt slip out, putt slip in, like there's so much stuff that happens. So um, you just have to go out there and, and you know, focus on yourself and, and, and try to, again, try to shoot good scores. And, you know, I haven't, it's not like I've necessarily shot bad scores on Sundays. I mean, I, you know, I got off to a couple of bad starts on some, in some final groups, but I still was able to come back and shoot scores in the 60s. And um, so, no, I'm not, I'm not worried about anything. It just one quick unrelated thing with a little bit of a weird silver lining to this, to these last, you know, these first four tournaments to some degree is the fact that all you guys are obviously going for the competition and, and, and the, the, the fields have become so strong to some of these tournaments that have not normally don't draw the kind of fields they're, they're drawing right now. Uh, how much do you think that helps you, even you know, you know, you and everybody else, you know, particularly the top guys? When, when most of the big guys are there, you know, it, it has a little bit of a, it just, at least in terms of the feel, the major championship feel. Yeah, no, it does. It feels great, you know, to, to, to look down the range and see all the top players in the world here, or most of the top players in the world here. Um, like, that is, that's, that's, a, that's a good feeling, you know. It's a sort of, you know, that's what we all want. We all want to play against the best feels week in, week out, and, you know, I guess, you, as you said, it's silver lining to all this is that, you know, it seems like all the top guys are, are going to play a little, a little more often going forward. And, you know, that's, that's a good thing for the tour and for us and for, you know, the people at home that are watching. No positive tests last week. Apparently that's going to be the case again this week. Uh, 
What do you make of that? What were your expectations? Any any worries about complacency going forward? Uh, yeah, I think. Um... I think as we as the as the lockdowns start to lift, um, you know, people have sort of called it this like coronavirus fatigue or whatever, where you know people could become a little more complacent or sloppy. But again, I think you know most guys out here, their careers really matter to them, and they're going to do everything they can to to make sure that they're safe and 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 the people that they're coming in contact with are safe. So. Um, and again, it doesn't surprise me because I feel like the, the, the plan that has been put in place here has been very good. So, um, yeah, it's great to hear that two weeks in a row there's uh, no positive tests. And, uh, you know, that's what we just have to keep doing. But, like, as, as I said, just because things are starting to lift and it's, it's getting a little more normal doesn't mean that we, we just stop doing what we've been doing over the last 12 weeks. We still need to, to stay pretty vigilant.